My Own Head Baptist Church Sermon Podcast for Sunday the 8th of January 2023. Hello and welcome, thank you once again for joining me. My name's James and I'm the web guy here at NBC. This week we start a new series looking at lessons from Joshua. And Paul looked at Get Ready, Be Strong and Courageous. The reading was Joshua chapter 1. So we'll go and join Paul as he's introducing the service. Good morning and welcome. Welcome to Minehead Baptist Church. It's lovely to see you all. Your excuse me, all your smiling faces. Oh, hello! It's lovely, it's lovely just to come and worship the Lord with you. You've already missed the best part of the service. This is just to let you know you've already missed it. We've been praying in the corner, and and I want to say the prayer echo and amen to the prayers that were shared. That God, by His grace and in His power. And in his awesome might may move through this church this morning. That whatever happens here may not be a, a blessing, just a blessing to us. But that he may be blessed. And that whatever happens, he may take the highest, highest honour and receive all the glory. And that was the prayer in the corner. So if you weren't praying with us in the corner, you missed the most dangerous prayer of the day. But since I've just repeated it to everyone, I want to say amen in front of the Lord. And may that dangerous prayer be fulfilled. It's lovely to welcome you, lovely to welcome you online too, uh, a bit later on in the day. We hope if you are one of those folk that that catches up on Zoom, that you will feel as welcomed as those folk in the church this morning feel as well. And just to remind you that there is a brand new set of notices today. If you haven't had your notice sheet electronically, there are some by the door. Um, And the notices are, are really as they are, just to remind you of two things. The first is... This afternoon, we come back to our rhythm of having church at four. That'll be led by Alec. Alec, uh, we'll pray for you as we go through this service, is leading uh, the service at Millbridge this morning, I believe. And secondly, um, we have our cafe church up at the hub, led by Richard, um, who, as I understand, is going to be you know, uh, doing something amazing, but we don't quite know what yet. Have I got that correct? Friends, it's good to worship together. And good to come before the Lord. And before Roy leads us, let's just take that moment of giving the Lord in prayer a blessing. No idea, Lorraine. (laughs) Oh, every idea, Lorraine, sorry. You'll wonder why I interrupted myself. And it's because every now and then it is amazing to... Um, to actually celebrate some good family news, isn't it? Now, they, did, they thought they were going to get away with it, but you're not. Because that's what Lorraine was indicating. Come on up here, guys. Come on up here, guys. <laughs> oh, no, he's dragged me up the front, all that sort of thing. Is that right? Come on up. This is, no, this is Matt and Jazz. And Matt and Jazz... Um, this year, 2023, may be a special year for you. Have I got that correct? Mm-hmm. I'm going to let one of you get close enough and speak into this to explain. I'm into it. Come on. <laughs> or from there, shout. Go on. Uh, we're engaged. <laughs> and so it will be right and proper, thank you for the reminder, Lorraine, that we actually stop for a moment and we pray for this couple. Yeah. Let's give both of them to God. Thank him that he's in your life. And thank him that he's in their engagement. And we pray their marriage too. Let's just thank the Lord and pray for Matt and for Jazz. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you do not make error, that you take us, man and woman, and in you, you create one. And we thank you that Matt and Jazz have that love for each other which has led to this point of engagement. Our prayer, Lord, is not just that at this moment their love may be shared with you in the midst, but from this moment throughout the rest of their lives together, you would be right in the middle of all that happens in their life and in their life together. And as, Lord, they look towards marriage, no matter when it is, we pray, Lord, that you would prepare them for that moment when under covenant you take two and make one. Lord, our prayers are with this young couple. May they celebrate, may there be fun, and may, Lord, in the midst of it, they find you. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. Now that means, Judge, one thing. I am so sorry to do this to you, but afterwards, every lady in the building is going to want to know how big the ring is. <laughs> am I not right, ladies? Yeah. Thank you. Bless you. Love it, Karif. Congratulations. Well, there you go. There's a, it says welcome and notices. There's a notice, Roy. Absolutely. Over to you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what a wonderful way to start the, start the new year as we walk into the new year. We've chosen three songs um, which are relative to the new year, which have attributes of God uh, in them for us to focus on. Uh, can we stand and sing? God is good all the time. He put a song of praise. And I want to echo Roy's words, those, uh, that phrase from Joshua, chapter 1, verse 9, 6 and 7, if you read. It's in three places. Be strong and courageous. Be bold. Be strong. We just sung about it. It's the reality, I think, for this church for 2023. Friends, it's been my amazing privilege this week to be involved in Anne Chattel's funeral. And that led me to reading once again some of those amazing words from Revelation chapter 21. Where Jesus says, see, I am making all things new. These prayers are based upon that passage in Revelation chapter 21. And they hopefully pick out some of the themes. Um, where Jesus says, there will be no more death, no crying, no pain. The old order of things will pass away. But in reality, and until he comes again, we live in that old order of a broken world. And so we come once again to our Lord with our prayers of intercession. Acknowledging that Jesus says, behold, I am making all things new. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the reality that your son came and the reality that he's coming again. That the old, the old order of things have and will pass away in him. And that he says he will make all things new. We thank you that he says he will give water to the thirsty without cost. And so this morning, Lord, we pray for those who are in need of that spiritual water. We pray for those who are lonely. We bring them before you now, acknowledging the promise that the home of God will be a place where there are many people. That God will dwell with, with, with us, that we will be his people and that God himself will be with us. We acknowledge that with the Lord in us, with his presence and us admitting the reality that we need him, loneliness can melt into the background. So we pray for all of those who are lonely and need the Lord. And I invite you to mention in your heart those who are lonely or isolated. And bring them before the Lord. Lord, you said, see, I am making all things new. Reach out to the lonely, we pray. We pray for those who are crying, the sad, the depressed and the anxious. We trust in the promise that Christ gave, that God will wipe every tear from our eyes. I invite you to mention in your heart before the Lord those who are sad and who know tears. Lord, you said... See, I am making all things new. 
And we stand on the promise that God will wipe tears from eyes. We pray for those who are experiencing the consequences of death, the bereaved and those who are mourning. Our hope is in the promise of Jesus Christ that death and mourning will one day be no more. I invite you to mention in your hearts before the Lord those that you know who are affected by death and mourning this morning. Lord, you said, see, I am making all things new. We trust in the promise that death and mourning were defeated. And that one day they will be no more. We pray for those who are in pain, who are suffering from illness, either physical or mental. We acknowledge the words of the Lord and the promise that crying and pain will be no more. We mention in our hearts before the Lord, I invite you to do so, those you know who are ill or in pain. Lord, you said, see, I am making all things new, and crying and pain will be gone. We pray for those who are thirsty for truth, for love, and for grace, those who seek God and his life with earnest hearts. Our hope is founded in the promise that God will give water to the thirsty without cost from the spring of the water of life. I invite you to mention in your hearts those who you know who hunger and thirst for God or who you know needs God's feeding and the water of life. Lord, you said, See, I am making all things new. We trust that you will feed the hungry and give water to the thirsty. And Lord, we acknowledge in the conflicts of this world, in the Ukraine, in those parts of the world where there is so much still unrest, where civil war reigns, where no one feels safe from the bomb or the bullet. We trust your words when you say you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And we bring ourselves before you, trusting, Lord, that it would be your solution of peace that the world turns to. Peace that means guns and bombs are laid down. And the money spent on an arm of destruction may be spent reaching out an arm of brotherly love to our neighbours. Come quickly, Lord, we pray, for the day when you will come and the world will be one in you and all will accept you as Lord and Saviour. For you are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and the end. And therefore we pray our prayers this morning to you in the powerful, hopeful, resurrected name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Joe's going to come and share with us from the book of Joshua. Joshua, we're going to read the whole chapter. We will start off at the beginning at verse 1. <clears throat> After death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. 
Your territory will extend from the desert and from Lebanon to the great river, the river Euphrates, all the Hittite country and to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will land these, lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Depart from your mouth, meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be terrified, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now you will cross the Jordan here in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. But to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you? The Lord your God is giving you rest and has granted you this land. Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan. But all your fighting men, fully armed, must cross over ahead of your brothers. You are to help your brothers until the Lord gives them rest, as he has done for you. And until they too have taken possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. After that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses the servant of the Lord gave you east of the Jordan, towards the sunrise. Then they answered Joshua, Whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you, as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey your words, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Only be strong and courageous. I guess in that chapter of Joshua's story, that comes over loud and clear, doesn't it? Well, this morning and for a few Sundays over the coming weeks, with one or two interruptions, for example, next week, Compassion are here with us. We're going to be looking at some of the lessons from this book of Joshua. What can we learn from it is in essence what we're saying. And so I want to encourage all of you to read the book with me. To encourage you to engage in the questions that are produced at the life groups. And to see over this period of time if God is saying the same thing to you as he is to me. 
Because it's true to say now, friends, for quite a while, I've not been able to escape something in my own life. And every now and then, by the prompting of the Holy Spirit, God reminds me of. I genuinely believe that God is doing a new thing among us. And that he wants us to get ready for whatever is to come. Because in the words that keep repeating around my mind, God is almost saying, you ain't seen nothing yet. Now, he hasn't shared with me what it is he's going to do, and neither has he given me a time scale. But I genuinely cannot escape that Holy Spirit feeling. got to tell you, I spent my Christmas trying to. That may sound like a really weird thing, but actually, Lord, am I able to, this is me or is this you? And I could not escape the reality that God was saying, it's me. So I want to invite you. Because in my times of pondering, I was asking God well before Christmas, listen God, what should we look at in order to get ready so that we can be in that moment that when you say go, we can go. When you say follow, we can follow. When you say I'm doing this new thing, we can go hallelujah. How do we do that? And God gave me several times over this book of Joshua. And if you want to know how he gave me, It was in August, and I'm pondering this, and I'm saying, Lord, do you want us? And I and Lorraine were on holiday, and we chose a church at random to go in. What do you think the preacher was preaching from? The book of Joshua. Be strong and courageous. I cannot throw it off, my friends. And so I want to ask you if you'll join with me. Because the question is, is that just me? In which case, I must lay it down. Is it just my perception, or is it something we all sense? I can't answer that question, only we can. And so I simply invite you over these next, the next sort of month and a half or so to join me in deciding what God is saying, what God is doing, what new thing is there, or whether or not it's just me. Will you do that for me? Thank you for those that said they would. Because whilst I'd love just to give you a wonderful presentation with God's master plan. Give you all the information that might make you feel comfortable about what might be coming, about what God's up to. Maybe even lay out a strategy on how we get there. Wherever that is. So you feel less worried about how we step by step, going at the pace we desire, might get to where God wants us to be. Whilst I'd love to do that, the reality is I simply can't. I can only offer to you what I believe God has placed on my heart, and that is to say that we need to learn the lessons from this book of Joshua. Simply put, I believe that if God, if rather if we accept that God is doing a new thing among us, that he'll reveal his plan to us in his good time and in his good order. I don't know if it's true of you, But it's true of me. I am so, 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 so well kind of astounded the number of times there's a plan and it needs to be done by 12 o'clock and God gives me the solution at 11.59.59. What about you? Seems to me that something's happening there and it's what's happening here now. It is this. You see, I don't know what the next step in God is. But I know what God is asking this church to do. So here goes, okay, see if you agree. I think the challenge is that sometimes in church life, in my life, I demand to know the next step. What do you want me to step into, Lord, before I take a step of faith? And if you think about it, that's not faith at all, is it? I think God wants to do something amazing in this church. But I think it starts with a stepping forward without knowing where we're going. I think we have to take a step of faith forward and fully trust in the one that says, come. I believe God's doing a new thing. And I believe he's growing our faith as a bedrock for all that is to come. You know that amazing uh, book, if you want to get out of the water, so get out of the boat, you've got to walk on water, John Ortberg book. The first time I read it, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm, that's brilliant. 
That's wonderful, but I'm already a preacher. Thank you, Lord, for affirmation that I'm out of the boat. And God said to me, no. I want you to jump. I don't want you just to step out. I want you to jump. And by the way, I want you to jump as far as you can, and I'll catch you. And I went, you have got to be joking. And he went, no, get in the ministry now. Friends, the Lord wants us to jump out the boat. Why Joshua? Well, because as you read this book, you're going to discover that the success that God gave this group of Israelites comes about when they do something quite astounding. All they do is really simple. Wait for this. This is the secret to it all. They're going to go and they're going to take the promised land and all they've got to do is follow God's master plan. It's his plan that counts. Do you notice that in the reading? Come with me across the Jordan. Let go, let go into that land I've got the plan. I've got it under control. Victory comes when they trust God himself rather than when they trust in their own military power or their wealth or their muscle or their mental capacity. Victory comes when they trust God daily to save and guide them. I was talking yesterday to a minister. Um, He was telling me the story about a church not far from here. You'll probably get to hear about it anyway at some stage. But without telling you where it is, the church of 50 people decided they needed to revamp the building where they're at. And the architect came and said, £800,000. And they went, oh, all right then, we'll go for it. Now they had a field out the back of their church that had been given to them 150 years before. Scrubland. Useless. Left to them. In fact, so useless was it that they just sort of left, they almost forgot about it. Until someone said, I wonder about that field. When they went and had the field valued, £1.5 million. Come on, people. God says, jump. Let's jump. I love that story, and it's brand new. It's like of the moment, and therefore I can't tell you where the church is. I can tell you it's the southern half of the country somewhere. You go work out. But the reality is here in chapter 1 is the key to the whole book. Verse 11, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, we will cross the Jordan here and go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. Or, as we said so many times over the past few years, God is telling these people, we're going to go and do this, but by the way, it's not you that's in control, it's me. God is in control. We need to simply be ready and go. And then secondly, three times, in this, four times in this chapter actually, verses 6, 8, 9 and 18, God says, be strong and courageous. Be bold and strong depending upon your version. Indeed, how about this? Verse 9, Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, is the verse that's on the wall at the Hub Cafe. And it says, be strong and courageous. Come on, let's jump. Do you want to jump? No, I'm not going to. Do you want to jump this morning? I kind of want to jump. Come on, Lord. Let's do it. Let's make 2023 the year when we all go, look at what the Lord's done. And the way to do that is to do the same thing as the Israelites did. They were told to remember, look at Moses, what God has done for them in the past. And get ready for what he's doing now. I, for one, will stand at the beginning of the year and say this to you and promise it. I will go the way God asked me to go, even when I don't know what lies ahead of me. I will declare with all that I have that God is in control. And whenever he asks me to go and whatever he asks me to do, that's good enough for me. And therefore my question is, what about you? Are you going to join that as well? And that sense of not knowing what God is up to is something these Israelites knew well. Indeed, you can read of that in Solomon's own words, one of the wisest people ever to have lived. He talks about it in Ecclesiastes, that well-read book. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 7. 
Since no man knows the future, who can tell him, brackets, he means God, close brackets, what is to come? Only God knows, in other words. He gives us a glimpse of the future in his word, and he tries to direct our life using all that's in the word. We may have concerns, we may not know the answers, we may not know the future, but we know the one who holds the future. What more do we need? Life on this earth is uncertain, isn't it? And at times unpleasant. We don't know what will happen, but we do know the one that knows. So how do you and I, how do we and I make sure, you and I make sure that courageously and with boldness we simply follow the Lord? The answer is really simple. We need to draw closer to him than ever before. We need to be so close that it's like resting our, chest, our, our ear on his chest and hearing his heartbeat. Oh, to be that close to the Lord. God is in control. And all we need to do is, like Joshua, stay close to him. And that means something, friends. It means you and I have to do something this year. If we truly believe that God is moving in this place, we have to put God first, no matter what, and without any excuse. And I realise it's tough. But we must. Now, the biblical scholars say this book of Joshua, chapter 1, is transitioning from Moses the Great to Joshua the Apprentice. Moses is dead, Israel's getting a new leader, and they're going to go into the promised land of God. And incidentally, Lord, I pray that's not prophetic, and you don't get a new leader, and I'm dead by the end of the year. But you get my drift. This is Joshua, untried Joshua, Joshua the young man. And he's installed as the new leader. Oh, hang on in there, just to let you know, I... Although this is all about leadership, this is not just about those that are leaders because God gives each of you a direction. Every single person here, God wants to use. The question is how. God gives some do's and don'ts, really, and he can summarise those these are words that we read in chapter 1 in kind of three main areas, four really, but here are the three. Firstly, If God is doing a new thing among us, there's some lessons to learn. The first is this, don't presume about tomorrow. Proverbs 27.1 says, do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. We don't know what tomorrow holds, do we? Let's be honest. It's why every day we must be ready and open to God. Any day could be our last. Every day involves risk. And every day we need to be grateful for the things God's done to us. And if we live like that, what a revolution that would bring. Secondly, don't panic or worry about tomorrow. Matthew 6.34, these are Jesus' own words. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Let's not worry about tomorrow, or panic about tomorrow, or presume about tomorrow. There are things you can change in your life, aren't there? And we ought to. But there are some things that no amount of worrying will change at all. I'm glad God gives us life in small portions. And incidentally, I'm glad God has not given us this huge master plan. And if you want to know why, does anyone know how to eat an elephant? (laughs) Anyone know how you do that? Yeah, how do you do it? One bite at a time. Right? Anyone in this room could eat an elephant. Unless you're vegetarian. I don't, know what the veget- I don't know what the vegetarian equivalent of an elephant would be, but you get the drift, don't you? How do you take this elephant? Well, if you try and swallow it in one go, you're in trouble, aren't you? But one bite at a time. And it is possible. One little bit, one little bit. You get the drift? I'm glad that's how God gives to his church. Someone wrote this, and I love the words. If you try and live life by the yard, it's hard. But if you live it by the inch, it's a cinch. (laughs) Got the drift? It's great words, aren't they? They're not mine, but they're lovely. If you try and live life by the yard, it's hard. 
but if you live it by the inch, it's a cinch. And if you don't know that and only know metric, it doesn't quite work. I did try it. This is what it comes out like. If you try and live life by the meter, it's hard, but by the centimeter, it's a cinch. doesn't quite have the same ring. That means you've got to go home and work out what an inch is, which is 2.5-ish centimeters. But you get my drift. Don't swallow the yard. Take it a bit at a time. I once had a friend, his name's Dave, and Dave had, was one of the first people I ever knew that got one of those yards of chocolate. You know, remember the, you can buy them in big, long, kind of, if you see them in the shops now, I've told you, every Christmas, you can buy a yard of chocolate. Dave decided that as a bet, he would see if, to himself, he would eat in one morning a whole yard of chocolate. <laughs> this is a Christmas story, but it doesn't have a happy ending. <laughs> Because he may have ate it the whole morning, the whole yard, but the afternoon didn't go quite as he planned. Let's just leave you thinking about that. Can you see that? Actually, that yard of chocolate, one brick of chocolate at a time. Okay. That's how you eat an elephant, how you eat a yard of chocolate. Secondly, don't procrastinate about tomorrow. The number of times people in this church and other churches have said this to me. I would do this for the Lord, if but only. I'll do this tomorrow. When this is done, then, I've lost count the number of times that has been said to me as a pastor. I want to tell you, stop procrastinating. Do it. Tomorrow's today. And if you wait to the perfect time, it will never, ever happen. So don't presume, don't panic, don't worry, don't procrastinate. Oh, and one more thing, just in case you've missed it, don't worry about the enemy. Okay, we have an enemy, don't worry about him. Joshua knew that in that promised land there were at least seven different enemies that wanted to destroy these Israelites. He knew it. They're bigger, they're better trained, and they've got fortified um, encampments. But they did not have the one thing that Joshua did have, and that is God's blessing and God's promises. Don't worry about the enemy. Our dad's bigger. Or to put it another way, my dad will duff your dad up (laughs) if if your dad's the enemy. You get the drift, don't don't worry about it. And Joshua is going to take two million people, that's so many folk we're talking about, and into a new land. And conquering the enemy was a big challenge, even for someone like Joshua. But with God, the impossible is possible, isn't it? I've got to tell you the truth. Can you think of what might be impossible for you to do with God? Can you ponder that this morning? I want to tell you, if God's calling you to do the impossible, the impossible is not impossible at all. It's an adventure. A true adventure. Step forward. Be adventurous for God. Do you want to jump out the boat now? Knowing that wherever we land, there's an adventure coming. Doesn't mean it'll always be easy. But it does mean that we'll have the victory. Not because I say so, but because the victory is already secure in Christ. God's won. We can jump. Let's go. Everywhere you put your feet, God tells Joshua, no one will defeat you. I will be with you. I will never forsake you. That's how much I'm giving you. The land of all your enemies, all that you worry about, I'm giving you. It's yours. Now go. Do you notice what he didn't say? Oh, listen, just be careful. Go check it out. Doesn't say that, does he? See, if, just go and see if it's possible. He said that it is guaranteed. Go possess it. So my question to you, dear church, is this. If God is doing a new thing among us, it is guaranteed that he's doing a new thing among us. Are you on board? Don't get sidetracked. Just go do it. This is my own phrase. Let's just see if you agree with this. When we ask God for direction, that's called wisdom. When we make plans without God, that's called foolishness. Bold and courageous. 
What is it today you would do for God that's bold and courageous, I wonder? What would that look like? Oh, there's one other really cool thing, and we'll finish on it. Okay, here's the deal. Who's going to define whether we succeeded? It was amazing on Christmas Day. I wish I could have put you all in the moment when after we'd had the meal, I was talking to someone, and with tears in their eyes, they went, if they'd not been here today, they'd not have talked to anyone. And they'd never thought before that church would be a place of such comfort and security and safety to them. Amazing conversation for a pastor to have on Christmas Day. I want to let you know, it's because the reality is, victory doesn't look like what we think, but rather what God thinks. Success is his. By the world's standards, possibly to just get one person to say, without this, I would not have had. Would that have been worth all the effort? But by God's standards, oh yeah, you bet it is. And the reason that counts is, here's the deal. You do something amazing for God. You come to me and I say, that is brilliant. And you go, thank you, Paul. That's all the praise I need. My praise lasts a lifetime. But if the Lord tells you it's a success, his success lasts forever. And God wants to do something new here that's about success forever. What does it look like? What do you think? God is doing something new here. And he's calling you and I into a promised land without knowing what is there. God is looking for us, for you and me, to be people who dare to cross into that promised land with him. Now, I'm sure this is not true of you. It's only true of me. But there are many times I've listened to people give messages and I've thought, well, yeah, that's good. But, but not for me. It was for someone else. Have you been there? You've done that? Maybe it's just me that's been out there listening to other pastors and that's true. But I want to say something to you today and I want you to come back on me if it's not true. Because as I have planned for today, the Lord has been saying to me, Paul, this is for everyone. So if it's not for you, let me know. Let's have that conversation. Because surely today's the day we need to find out what God wants for you, what God wants for us. And leave the wilderness And go into the promised land. We're going to learn more and more and more about Joshua and his story. We're going to have a time of prayer and praise and response in a mo. But how do I know it to be true then? That God is calling us into this promised land. Because it was the same God that brought Israel out of the slavery in Egypt. That's the God that leads Joshua and two million people into the promised land. The same God that sent Jesus Christ to redeem and fulfill all his promises. That saves you and me. It's the same God that was with them that is with us. And he has not called you and I to live in fear, but in faith. To jump out of the boat. He's not called us to be defeated. He's called us to be strong, courageous and victorious. Or to sum it up in Paul's words, I know it to be true because I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I promise you would know that reality today. Is God doing something new? Decide with me and then let's jump together. Sorry for mixing the metaphors, but amen. Let's pray. Lord, as I've, this this last few weeks, these last few months, I've not been able to escape that reality that you seem to be doing something new. My prayer, simply, Lord, is that you would break through today what you're doing new among us may be known to us, apparent to us. That, Lord, as we study these passages from Joshua, we may come to the point where we say, the Lord is. And together we may jump out of that boat, step forward in faith, even if we don't know what's beyond the horizon. As I've been pondering that for this church, Lord, 
a kind of sin that boat and sin the sea and over the sea is mist and yet you still call us to jump without knowing but saying I will hold you you will be fine so Lord I just give all of me in this to my brothers and sisters in Christ here and I pray you will write on their hearts the reality of what you're doing someone here today I I just have a sense the Lord is saying today's the day you need to say I will do rather than putting off until tomorrow whatever that is please come after the service and have a word with me can I invite you if you were coming to me and just with some information can I ask you to do that later when we're, we're outside and having coffee and just let that person come because you are here this morning and I know it and you know it Father God, fit us for what is to come. Help us to be strong and courageous. To step forward in faith with you. And to walk into your promised land for us here. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Roy. Thank you, Paul. I was just, I was just thinking uh, when, when Paul was preaching, the one phrase that kept coming through my mind was from Jeremiah. For God said to Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for you. And I don't believe that God only has plans or had plans for Jeremiah. I believe he has plans for each one of us. Uh, the question for us is how we discern that plan to open our hearts and our minds to, to the Lord. Well, let's stand and And sing this song, which follows on from that. In heavenly armour, we'll enter land because the battle belongs to the Lord. Tanya, share with you how God is ministering this morning. So, Tanya. I know this, you said this might take some emotion, <laughs> but, but please share. You need to come this way so we can hear. Um, so this morning when I was in worship, it's the new beginning of the new year, and I just really want to get what God's speaking to me, but I also have such a heart for everybody, and I was just like, please, Lord, be with us, show us, speak to us now so we can get on board. And um, I don't remember if you remember that, that for those that were in the weekend of Lee Abbey, that God had spoke to me then about there's so much more than what we're experiencing right there in that mm. moment. And that kind of felt like a promise to me in itself. But this morning, God showed me a picture of a stampede, a stampede of white horses that had already come from somewhere. And in the distance, you could see where they had come. They had left their mark. And God spoke to me, that's the Holy Spirit. He's left his mark. There is no doubt that they have been. And then the, uh, as I turned to the left, these horses, that the stampede of beautiful, magnificent horses came. And as I looked to the left, there was a horse that almost was running but stopped to look at me. And I was taken aback by the strength. I could see the muscles in his back, the muscles in his legs. He was strong and he was confident and he just turned and he ran. And that stampede is us. That is us. We are those white horses. And the Holy Spirit's preparing. He's already ahead of us. He's already there. That promise is there. But we are that stampede. And that's, that's why. Mm. That's it. <laughs> chorus, the end, the end of that, sorry to, I should go back, guys. Because huh? if you think of the word, and we see glory, power, and strength of the Lord, the battle is his. And lest we forget, we ain't going to win. Because God's won, and therefore we win. In our own strength, it's not going to work, is it? But in the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit. We are victorious. The battle belongs to the Lord. And Tanya, thank you for sharing that word. I've never thought of myself as a white horse. But I, <laughs> but I kind of love the image, don't you? That the battle is his. Let's sing that with hope. Amen. Not just that this is going to happen, but that it is happening. Amen. Amen. And we sing for the leadership here those of you that know the the journey we've been on we've had pictures of this boat being moored and and a final bit of chain that that uh, 
We shouldn't touch. Remember that? Remember that picture? John just shared with me that he came into church this morning and he had a picture of that same thing. I haven't told the leadership this, but over the, the time of lockdown, John's had this picture of something being chained as well. And this morning he came and God said to him, now the chain's gone. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's sing again. And we sing glory. heavenly armor will enter the land who enters the land it's an army Amen. yeah and we are we are the army of the lord but in the words of this song this is another or very oldie and, and we are an army of ordinary people the only special thing about us is that we belong to christ yeah. and that is so special so we're an army of extraordinary people in that sense but when we when we go out we're an army of ordinary people May those words from Jeremiah chapter 29 be a blessing to you today. As Jeremiah writes this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. You will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and when you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, Amen. declares the Lord. Amen. Father, my prayer today for everyone online, for everyone in this place, is that the reality of those words would be ours for this week. That we would seek you and lay an ear on your chest would hear your heartbeat Amen. and you would say you found me child in jesus name i pray mm. amen. amen to leave a comment please go to mynhead-baptist.com slash sermons well thank you once again for listening and i'll speak to you soon